well. It was another Clark's fever dream. We've actually qualified for a tournament. Unbelievable. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Simon, Paddy and Cameron. Together we are the Broken Scotland Club Band. Seven days to go, boys. How are you coping? But I'm we've all pretty as... much all bought the kit. <laughs> I'm confused as to what a Broken Scotland Club Band is, but happy days. <laughs> I, I was confused what a Broken Hearts Club Band was, but... It's a Beatles okay. reference. Oh, I don't even listen to that old filth. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've just been saying it, I have no idea. Oh, I just read what's in front of me. <laughs> Whatever's on the teleprompter, that's me. Uh, bye. Seven days to go. It feels like the nerves have just started kicking in properly, like today, hasn't it? Are you scoping? Yeah, it's all becoming a bit real now, isn't it? After the two friendlies, the warm-up games. Now that this is it, mm-hmm. it's exciting. Everyone's booked in. We're all got plans for all the games, and I just wanted to hurry up now. I'm and so anxious. Also means we're off work again, so that's good. So, right. Hi, sorry about that, Hammy. I'm uh, I'm anxious because have you seen that Spain squad are all having to isolate and they're playing like they're under twenty ones in their last friendly. So I just keep worrying that we're all just going to get COVID because, I mean, John Fleck got it. Mm-hmm. It's one COVID case and that's the whole tournament for you fucked. No, that was coming into camp with COVID, but hopefully now they're in these nice bubbles. Hopefully that's it. Bye. Yeah. Nice, nice big middles for a bubble. <laughs> right. it's, it's not the safest place to be, but it's a bubble, nevertheless. Um... And no hearts for a month now. Um, yes! <laughs> Evening, Paddy. Absolutely loving it. Yeah, I feel yeah this is amazing. Yeah. We're still going to talk about Craig Gordon, so it's fine. Oh. Aye. Let, let one slide. Um, should be starting. Should be. We'll definitely be coming on to that one, Paddy. Don't you worry. Um, well, we cast our minds way back, first of all, to the actual squad announcement. Uh, Craig Gordon did make it. There's no John Suter. <laughs> Guy. Uh, now, the, to go through the, okay, the main talking points from it, <clears throat> Cameron Lee Griffiths was a, a hot topic from it all. Do you think he should have came into the squad for those last 10 minutes in the free kicks alone? I mean, I think... I wouldn't mind if I've seen, seen him in there for exactly that, but... I completely get why he's not there. And I, I didn't really expect to see him there. He's, he's not played a lot of football and he's not been in any kind of form uh, at club level. But if if you were in that position with 10 minutes left and you did have a free kick just outside the box, there is no one I would want more in our squad than him. Mm-hmm. Saying that, David Turnbull's got a good free kick on him. Maybe he can be our last 10 minutes man of the tournament. Maybe it's his time to shine. Time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm all rusty. We haven't done this for a while. Um, Simon, the other one, uh, Callum Patterson not getting in. Were you surprised? Uh, I'm a bit gutted for him because he did play in the game um, where we beat Serbia. And he played in a few of the games in the, the Nations League and stuff. So it would have been good for him to to play. And you obviously want to see Gorgie Loyal get to the Euros. 
So, but um, I'm not surprised that he didn't make it really. Um, the only justification I could think about him coming in was he is a, a versatile player. So it's good to have those type of players. But I mean, he's probably better at right back than Stephen O'Donnell, though. Eh? Maybe. <laughs> not far off ability lies, I know. That, that, that's exactly why I was surprised. Maybe Steve Clark chose the wrong Patterson because he did choose Nathan Patterson <laughs> for a back cover. You never know. Um, Paddy, uh, Mr. European correspondent, no Ryan Gould. Gold. Yeah, I thought he probably warranted that call up. His uh, goals and assists in Portugal have been phenomenal, especially for a team that got relegated as well. He was he was the one that gave them hope about staying up. He was phenomenal. So him not making it is a bit weird. But again, he's not really been in the setup before, really. So probably not that big a surprise. Just you don't think he, he potentially gets unlucky just because of the position he plays as well. Um, we're we're uh, quite tight aye. there. Mm-hmm. Aye. Definitely. Right. And he's a free agent this summer, Paddy, is that right? He is, yes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um, Hammy, uh, we spoke about Nathan Patterson there and I, I kind of a surprise that Billy Gilmore got called up as well. Do you think either of them could be making an impact this summer? Um, Nathan, uh, Nathan Patterson was a weird one because it was eight or nine games he's only played this season. So it yeah. was, it was very, very weird. I, I, would, I mean, you heard sort of murmurings in the press beforehand, but I didn't actually think it would come. Billy Gilmore, I'm glad he's finally getting that sort of recognition. And from what I've seen before he was taken out the other night, last night, um, he just, he, he's got something different. He just looks good. Um, not even necessarily just for Euro 2020, but going forward, I think he's going to be a properly, properly good player for Scotland. And it's good that it's not just another left back we're putting through that's, you know, world-class. It's, it's a decent, really good um, set of mid. And, I think somebody said in the group chat um, that he would get played in front of Callum McGregor in the first game, and mm-hmm. that's a choice to make. I'd, I'd 100% start Billy Gilmore. He came on and he was in the middle of the park where McTominay regularly starts for Man U, and John McGinn, who's arguably Scotland's best outfield player behind Craig Gordon, obviously is the best player. <laughs> um and he was shouting at them, telling what to do. He was pointing the directions. He was taking the ball. He was the one commanding it. And to have that sort of confidence when you're playing alongside those players who are not only maybe better than him at that stage, but also sort of shouting at them and that they're established players. So to, to be that vocal and that commanding was really impressive. Confident. I, I agree. Um, I've... I've, I've... I don't really know how McGregor's been getting this squad for the last year, to be honest. He's not been playing well at club level, and I don't think he's played well for Scotland either. I don't know what he's given us at the moment, other than a player going missing on the pitch. Yeah, I agree entirely, Paddy. He's been one of our weakest links in what's been what's felt like it's been gaining momentum for the last year. McGregor's been a bit of a letdown. Don't you think with Billy Gilmore, he's, he's a, he could potentially be one of the best Scottish players off our lifetime so far. We're only, you know, a third or halfway through. And there it is. <laughs> you didn't build him up too much. <laughs> He's um, played like two games for Scotland. 
I'm talking about club level, what you've seen, that the performances he's put in against some of the best centre midfielders on the planet, you know, he's got so much ability and if he starts getting regular game time, he could explode. However, Steve Clark is a very loyal man and I would be surprised if on Monday we don't see McGregor starting over him. Uh, he's got his he's got his guys. Um, you've seen that with Stephen O'Donnell. That's one of his guys that he, yep. he likes to pick and bring in. So even Marshall as well. Yeah, and probably why Ryan Gold didn't get didn't get picked. I think right. it's probably also worth remembering that Gilmore isn't necessarily just behind um, McGregor there. That Armstrong could fit in at that spot. Ryan Jack when he's fit. Did I say it? But we're starting to build up quite a strong Scotland team, eh? That's the thing. <laughs> see, see, when we had so many players out against Holland, I still looked at the lineup and I thought, I, I don't really mind. Like, I don't feel like we're missing loads. Mm-hmm. It still felt like a good squad. So, is Fleck out of the whole tournament now? Are we going to have to call somebody else up? No, I think he just has oh. to isolate, doesn't he? Yeah, Steve Clark. I was reading this earlier. Steve Clark said he should be back for the first game. But it sounds like he's uh, he's openly admitting that he's going to be a fringe player, which won't come as a surprise to anyone. No. So he may not make the bench by that first game, but he's going to be coming back into the squad. So it read. Do you know anything about the bench sizes in the Euros? Did they not just make that you can have everyone on the bench, but you still got the same amount of subs? 23, it'll be 23 players of the 26 will be part of the game right, day okay, squad. Cool. Okay. There you go. Bench chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, coming up, we've, we're obviously going to speak about that Holland game as well as the Luxembourg game. We've got some other stuff coming for you as well as buy or sell and some big betting stakes. But first, let's go and speak to who I assume will be an extremely excited Jolly to see how he's coping so close to the tournament. How are you doing, Jolly? All right, Jarvie. I'm, I'm absolutely bouncing, pal. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm, I'm the same. Trying to keep myself busy, eh? Well, that sounds like you. Well, actually, it does, not You're a bit of a lazy bastard. But, um, <laughs> by the boy, you know... This is unbelievable. Scotland at the Euros back at a tournament for such a long time. I'm not going to lie, pal. I've, I'm, I'm buzzing. I've, I've not been this excited since since the pubs reopened. Um, <laughs> that was only a few weeks ago, I know, but that just shows you how excited I am. And what a team we've got as well. You know, like big, big strong lads in that squad. You know, the kind of players that Gordon Strachan would be jumping for joy with. You know, he'd be, be over the moon, but. You know, I, think, I think honestly in this group we're, we're the ones to beat you know we're the, the form team we're, we're buzzing with energy like a, a 15 year old at his first tee in the park it's, it's, it's great you know this will be for us it'll be men against boys you know we're cream of the crop we're, we're the fish amongst the chips <laughs> love it full optimism that's what we need I think well obviously we, you, you probably want to look forward to like the, the first game and well, we're just talking earlier about Places and places you've been, if you've ever been to any of these countries that we're playing. So, you know, I'm a man of my jollies myself, um, as you might know, for obvious reasons. But, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Spain man myself, mostly. You know, I like I like the sun and a couple of drinks on, the, on the, the balcony at night. But I have been to Prague before in the Czech Republic. And tell you what, lads, for a jolly, fantastic place. So, got some questions for you. But one thing I will say beforehand is, if you're ever there, give me a shout because I'll more than happily come with you. <laughs> so, I've got a multiple choice one here for you. 
in the Czech Republic, the price of a pint is A, pound fifty, B, pound, or C, 75 pence. 75 pence? 75 pence. Aye, fuck it. C, 75. Here you go, lad. 75 pence, you'd be wrecked for a fiver. Why? <laughs> now, apparently, the Czechs invented a type of beer. You know, I'm, I'm a simple man with my beers myself. I don't quite get all that, but they've invented a beer that sounds like it's basically a poor man's tenants. So, <laughs> did they invent stout, lager, or pilsner? Pilsner. As <laughs> indeed Pilsner. I don't know if you are into that kind of stuff. Eh? I, like, I like my lagers myself. Oh, aye. And then... Yeah. I, I don't take pills. <laughs> and then, finally, the Czech Republic are famous for, or Prague itself is famous for this, all building that it's got. Is it A, an astrological clock? B, a bridge, or C, a castle. Castle? A clock. <laughs> well, actually, they've got a giant clock on a bridge, doing for a castle. So it's all oh. three. There you go. But I tell you what, this this astronomical clock is apparently the oldest clock in the world, or the oldest astronomical clock in the world, was built in fourteen ten to commemorate Craig Brune's tenth birthday. <laughs> 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 and I, there you go so we go up against these boys and I don't know much about them as a team but you know we've been been unbeaten with them for about 10 years now so should be a piece of piss lads we'll be in there on Monday straight through 2-3-0 bang on to the England game and we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that next week yes <laughs> no, we'll see you at the pub on Monday jolly about 8 in the morning I'll be there I'll be on my camp and chair outside Jarvik <laughs> the spot and we'll see you then well thank you Jolly superb Prague eh? um, the Holland game <laughs> so aye John Fleck stuck his grubby little hands somewhere they shouldn't have been brought the Covid into the camp but thankfully no further positive cases from it but we did miss six important players I tried to find a list of those six players earlier and I could not find it anywhere I was looking for an hour <laughs> it was doing my hidden, but you, you, you'll remember a couple of them. Doesn't matter. But we we done well. We didn't need them anyway. Um, it was. Uh, I'm right in thinking it was that that was the close six because they'd been playing cod together. <laughs> Is that right? I think well, so. I. Johnny, I think, uh, I think that was that was the, the the players that missed the game against Israel last year. That was definitely oh, called right. you. Right, maybe that's what I'm thinking about. David Marshall, Stephen O'Donnell, Nathan Patterson, Grant Hanley, John McGinn, and Che Adams, and, and obviously John Fleck as well. Yeah. So, like, starters there. Our, start, our two right-backs that we've got. Um, yeah. John McGinn and Matthew. John McGinn, Che Adams Jay should Adam. start as well, I think. Yep, but fuck John Fleck. <laughs> 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 uh, Here's a, a terrifying... That's a bit harsh. <laughs> oh, no, that seems absolutely needless. <laughs> a bit of order. Sorry, I don't know. Just, doesn't right with me, John? Please. This is Scotland. No hearts, remember. It's all right. We just... We enjoy this experience. I know. We have to shake it off. Everyone's just in it together. Sorry, Mr. Flick. 
Um, here's a, a terrifying stat for you. Uh, David Turnbull got his, uh, his first start for the country. So he was, became the first player to get a cap born after the 1998 World Cup. Oh, my God. Sickening. Come get around, children, and miss that you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I presume he was like, Gilmore was followed that right away. Yeah. Uh, he must be the same. And then Patterson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there you go. Don't steal my thunder. It's a good start, right? David? Ah, you, <laughs> you can rule because you wouldn't sign your cell on FIFA. <laughs> you wouldn't it. Our, our keepers were probably at like legal drinking age when, at the 98 World Cup. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, you're no wrong. Um, the, the Holland team, as I, st- as I understand it, was pretty much full strength, give or take a player or two. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, and just to man. dive in. To a couple of the, the key bits, uh, we had a really effective high press, didn't we? Uh, which led to our first goal with uh, Jack Henry scoring a wee, a wee thunder bastard from outside the box. Somebody want to talk us through that one? It was it was brilliant pressing. We uh, we done what the Dutch do to everyone else, famously. Uh, managed to press him into the corner. They made a mistake coming out. Jack Henry won a 50-50 basically and slammed it in for about 30 yards. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Didn't think he had it in him. I don't like he thought he had it in him as well. <laughs> I, see, when it happened, I was like, who the fuck was that? And then it was Jack Henry. Unreal. I have to jump in on one bit here, lads, because I've just realised something. And it's, it's more where we could be compared to where we are now in all this excitement. So we're Things going to the, the tournament next week. Serbia drew one all with Jamaica today. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like good fun, but to be fair. <laughs> um, aye, the Dutch, yeah. Um, aye, Jack Henry, he's, he's impressed a fair bit, not only for that goal, he's been putting a good shift in. Do you think he's done enough now? We, we will go on to speak about our preferred, the, the Broken Scotland podcast, starting 11. But do you think Jack Henry's done enough to get in the starting spot? I think he has. Like He's just won Belgium uh, Player of the Year in Belgium, so... Mm-hmm. We yeah, he definitely has. Plus, our other options are probably McKenna or Hanley there, and he's definitely ahead of them for me. Mm-hmm. Aye, it's, it's going to be who pairs up Hanley and Tierney, isn't it? That's that's the back three. Um, I'd prefer to see Jack Henry. I think he's great. Um, I want to see Scott McTominay in midfield, and like you, Paddy, I do not get Scott McKenna. I think you're the only other one, and there's Gallagher in it. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about Declan Gallagher. But my thing with Gallagher, right, is he has not played enough football this season to warrant a start for Scotland. He did look all right against Luxembourg the other night, but they had 10 men. They weren't really doing much going forward. It would have been quite easy for them to snuff it out when we were still playing three at the back, even though they only had 10 men. Uh, you think Declan Gallagher, um, it's either him or Hanley as the kind of centre, centre back, isn't it? The big man that's going to heed the ball. I think Cooper can play there. And I'd prefer Cooper over Hanley or Gallagher. Really? That's interesting. I forgot about Liam Cooper. No, why have we taken so many centre-backs? We have, (laughs) including Tierney, eight centre-backs. What the fuck? I think... Mental. (laughs) Based on the way we've built this team, I think Christoph Berra probably just missed out. Okay. To be fair, but who has been selected? Obviously, it explains Steve Clark and his boys, but 
John Suter looked like he probably was just as good as some of the players who got picked. Mm-hmm. As a Hearts fan, I'm fine with him not going and getting injured. So. <laughs> I know. You rest those ankles up, John. I <laughs> <clears throat> um, uh, Unfortunately, we did concede and it was the, the kind of man of the night, David Turnbull, at fault for not tracking his man back to the into the box. Everyone was going nuts at him. Um, did you see it that way? There were some people trying to come to his defence. Nah, he'd left the pay with far too much space and time. Like It was a good goal, but it was made easier for him because he had all the space in the world to take that shot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the difference at the really top level. There's really just no excuse. Eh? You give a player like... I mean, you've seen with... The, the goal, like he doesn't need much space to get a good shot away, he doesn't need time at all. So, to give him that much time and space, psh, bit of a letdown, but learn fit. I hope he now realizes, right at this level, I can't make any mistakes like that. And he's a bit more turned on and he's he doesn't do it in the, the games that actually do matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, good time to get your mistakes out of the way. Yeah, oh, I did read a couple of Celtic boys on Twitter saying that. Uh, Turnbull's done that quite a lot this season he's brilliant on attack but when it comes to tracking your man back and that happens quite regularly but again he's had a year to get oil system but to be honest I wouldn't expect to see David Turnbull on the park unless we are pushing for a goal mm-hmm. yeah. so I'm not really worried about that he's not going to start exactly um, but how good is Memphis to pay right? yeah, it does look very good an elite player, eh? You know what's interesting? I don't know what it is, but Donny Van Der Beek must have fell out with everybody, eh? A wee fucking arsehole. He's always on the bench. I feel so sorry for him. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. He does look a bit nippy. <laughs> always moaning about something. Um, Kevin has a bit put us two and up. Um, with his first touch at the back post, he's some player, eh? Looked a great. It was a great goal. Like it really was. It was. Who does he play for? I don't know. Some obscure team. Hibernians. Cyprus. On the firm line. <laughs> it was a, an incredible run from Andy Robertson. He ran from our own 18-yard box uh, to get the overlap to put that into Nesbitt in a friendly late in a game. <laughs> He's still Aye. absolutely gunning about. One example. Ah, it's the example, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's what John McGinn was talking about. Like, you just need to be a professional at all times. Like, you're not just a professional footballer 80% of the time. It's, it's a lifestyle. And I think players like Tierney, McGinn, Andrew Robertson, McTominay, all these players will bring that as an example. Mm-hmm. That this is, a serious, this is a serious time. Like, McTominay was in the paper the other day talking about we're not just here to make up the numbers. We're a good team and we want to show people that. And results prove it. We've lost two in our last 15, 16 internationals or something like that. Yeah. Aye, and we've only, what is it? We've only conceded more than one twice in the last two years or something like Aye. that as well. Oh, we're about that. 10, of those, 10 of those games were versus Israel. <laughs> <laughs> Who probably have given us both losses as well. Uh, probably. So I superb from Robo. Um, David Turnbull did go close after a lovely wee uh, curler towards the top corner, just went over the bar. Um, you can see from his goals at Celtic, he can score for anywhere. So maybe he is our new league of us, the man to come on late on in these games, not only from set pieces. 
It's mad that we're coming away for this this game against a very strong Dutch team who, admittedly, their coach is a bit of a fucking mad bastard and has been fired for like his last four jobs and never lasted <laughs> a season at a team and somehow got the international job. But still, uh, to have come away with it thinking, fuck, we missed so many chances to score. It's yeah. a good feeling. Because even under Steve Clark, you never really come away for games thinking that we didn't take the chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just finally on this one, uh, Memphis Depay did have a big dive <laughs> just outside the box. Um, Craig Gordon said afterwards, he, like his view got obstructed by the ball. I don't think he had the ball where he wanted it. Do you think there was anything he could have done about it, Hammy, as a professional keeper yourself? I was a bit disappointed at the time when I seen it because the way that they sort of lined it up, Netherlands put two players sort of in front of the Scotland wall and to the left of it, and purely there to block Gordon's view. And I, I just think you've got to you've got to look at that and say, I wonder where he's putting it. You know, you've got to, and Gordon he doesn't take that extra step left. But at the end of the day, it was a cracking finish. You, 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 even if he didn't know that he's going to struggle to get that. Um, but I think I was just disappointed because I did think we should have won the game. Well, aye, of course. But (laughs) but slow reactions and, uh, you know, then Marshall came in, so it was a wee bit annoying. Just as the free kick was hitting, Gordon takes just about a half step to the right as well, which just completely off-puts him. So, I don't know. I think he could have done better. you got to trust your wall in that situation. yeah. And the wall, to be fair to the wall, the boy, I don't know who it was on the left, he jumps out trying to get in front of the ball. But I don't know if maybe putting an extra man just behind those two Netherlands players and it completely nullifies it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but it's all in hindsight now, though, isn't it? So we, we move on. Don't you think like Craig Gordon's clearly the more informed keeper over Marshall? almost feel like if he'd made that one more wonder save, he could have put his way into the team. You know, it's like that close, but I feel like Marshall's going to start. What do you think? He's 100% the starter, Marshall. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Aye. He, he's one of Steve Clark's like, boys, isn't he? Not that he doesn't deserve to be there. It is obviously close. I think Gordon, like you say, is playing more regularly and is a very good keeper that you probably want to play the one who's playing more regularly out of the two of them. I think it's probably nice, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to have that conversation because actually the gap between the two of them really isn't much at all. We just, mm-hmm. you know, Gordon looks like he's a slightly better keeper at the moment, but it's not like there's a real downstep by starting Marshall at all. Yeah. Aye, exactly. And he'll have played more games with the centre-backs that we're probably going to play, so just that alone. Aye. That was the those crafty Dutch, uh, but still a draw. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that rude. A draw. That's not rude at all. It's just funny. <laughs> draw away from home. Two goals from open play. Good timing going in a tournament. Eh? I... Uh, Cameron Luxembourg starting eleven. Do you think that is our strongest possible team? Uh, my first reaction when I looked at it last night was that that's probably the lineup we'll see on Monday. Um, in the Czech Republic game, uh, it just looks like if you were going to paint out probably the starting eleven, that that would be it. Mm-hmm. Like it's surely not going to be far from it. At least maybe one or two at most. If you're if you're going to play a strong eleven, the game before a tournament, you're going to play a full like if you're wanting to play all your full strength players, you're going to do it with the starting eleven to give them a bit of time playing together. There's no point in playing a full strength team and having maybe one or two, three 
players who aren't going to be in your starting eleven. Just play them all, and then, like he did, bring them off gradually. I think the interesting one for me is is probably well, you know Dykes is is embedded up front there, but it'll be who plays off of him, whether or not it's um, Christie or Adams to start the game, because you think you'll probably see both of them at certain points. Oh, Jay Adams has got to start, surely. Surprised we didn't see more of Ryan Christie, though. Hmm. I know where to, to keep it positive, being Scottish and all that, but I'm quite happy to see Christie on the bench for the moment. Aye, Jay Adams, if he could have had about five last last night against Luxembourg, so mm-hmm. don't drop him after a performance. Aye, he looked good. Aye. Well, speaking of Adams and Dykes, they were showing that loads of good chemistry together. Um, G. Adams' goal for starters was a nice assist from Dykes. Um, Jane, they're starting to look like a good team. I, uh, um, I think they're both class. I think they're both really good. I think they f- fit what we want to do. Um, Harry Redknapp would be fucking proud as punch with a little enlarged strike force up there. I bet <laughs> a tear to his eye when he sees them lining up against this boys, England. Oh, I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it was the other way about. It was a ball from Adams playing Dykes through, which led to the Luxembourgian getting his red card. Um, that was definitely a red, wasn't it? He was trying to go. Yeah, it's a red. Why even do that? There's no yeah. na- need. I just don't get it. And a friendly as well. Just let him go through. You want to play. You want to play for your country. You're not going to get anything for pulling him down there. And it was, wasn't was beneficial for Scotland either to play against nah. the 10-man Luxembourg team. Like, no. Nah. Yeah. Someone Other from than Luxembourg that. is genuinely Luxembourgish. <laughs> <laughs> well, do, do, do you think Jarvie would nick in that? <laughs> it didn't would you think right. he'd just make that up? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's not what I said, Simon. I said Luxembourgian. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> you got, I didn't notice. I thought you got it right. Well, I just said it with confidence. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, it works. Turns out you're right. Turns out you were right, Cameron. Um, Thanks, that was, Google. <laughs> that, was those two. Um, that wasn't even the, the main talking point. For, come up to a disgusting challenge in a moment. <laughs> um, second half, Billy Gilmore came on. It looked absolutely quality, didn't he? Looked like the Scottish Chavi. Man, he was glass, though. Absolutely superb. What a player. Um, yeah, and he was on the end of an absolutely disgusting challenge. What was the boy playing at in a friendly just before a tournament? That was clearly to injure him. There's no other explanation for that. He's clearly gone into injure him. Yeah. I get it in like a like a proper competitive match if that's like the other team's best player. I mean, even it's not justifiable, but I understand why you would do it to try and injure the person and get him taken out of the game. When, mind when Sergio Ramos took it. Uh, Mohamed Salah in the Champions League final mm-hmm. just fucking grabbed his arm and fell right on his shoulder mm-hmm. on purpose trying to get him out of the game in a friendly when there's what 10 minutes to go yeah. to a wee 19 year old laddie mm-hmm. what was he then? I don't know there seems to be some beef between Scotland and the Luxembourgish well now there is <laughs> <laughs> they almost they almost killed the future best player of our lifetime. <laughs> a generational player. Could have been Do you think player. it's it's a young boy's come on essentially, young, and he's trying to make a point? But just like going idea. through him. It wasn't even like he was going for a challenge. He hit him in the air. Like he could have given him, he could have hurt his neck. Uh, like, I mean, it was, it was dirty, awful. dirty. 
That guy's that guy's twenty four. He looked about forty. Yeah, he did. Yeah, hard paper round. No, must be must be a rough uh, neighbourhood in Luxembourg. Um, Scott McTominay was absolutely raging. I thought he was going to get himself sent off. Aye, everyone. Good for him though, sticking up for his teammate. I'd be fuming if I didn't see that from anyone. Yeah, Scott McTominay's really grown on me. I think he's becoming many people's uh, a favourite of many people. He's a, he must be a nippy bastard to play against. Like he's constantly fucking shouting at folk. Can you see it when like even when they're walking away in the background and he's just challenged with someone, they're constantly fucking shouting at each other. Mm-hmm. No, We've all not. played players like that. It doesn't he's help that. six or eight as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's that solid holding midfielder that later in their career becomes captain whenever they are. That's what he is. Right. I think he's more than that, though. I think he's 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 got like a. I mean, I know a modern holding mid is not like what we we consider, but I mean, even you seen him against Luxembourg, he was the one playing playing furthest forward of the three. Mm-hmm. I do think he's got a great football brain. Well, potentially a Man United captain of the future. They love him, don't they? Though? Aye, apart from Roy Keane. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Keane hates everyone, Cameron. Aye, what does he like? I think Roy Keane hates him because actually could be a similar player. Yeah, he's probably jealous of Scott McTominay. Yeah. <laughs> um, just finally on Luxembourg, I guess, uh, Nathan Patterson did come on um, and he, he done really well, albeit against a bunch of part-timers and fishermen. Not doing that. <laughs> I no. thought he looked decent. Yeah. He looked better than O'Donnell. Which he did. Which wasn't saying a lot. He maybe looked a wee bit shaky and behind. Ah, but, no, um, he did. But going forward, he was so much better. I mean, if there's anyone in the squad that's got doubters, it's Nathan Patterson. So I'm sure he's, he's changed that at least a few people's minds with that that appearance. So, I mean, he must be good and highly rated. He's in the Scotland squad. I mean, we know he's not played very many games, but Steve Clark, I trust him. He must see something in training and think, "Why well, he's fucking good enough to be our backup right back." Yeah, I guess. This is the benefit of the extended squad as well. He's one of those players who's there, probably wouldn't have been in the squad otherwise, but it gives you that option of taking someone that is kind of on that fringe with potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And to be fair to him, without sounding too Rangers, I did watch a lot of Rangers <laughs> towards the end. <laughs> Saw him play a few times, and especially in Europe, he was very good. Aye, that's that's the only time I think I've seen him play live was the European game, and he'd looked good, aye. Well, at least we may finally have a bloody right-back for Scotland. <laughs> Crazy. Well, that was the two friendlies. Before we start looking ahead to the future, we'll now go over to Simon, who's got a wee, a wee special quiz for us. What have you got, Simon? So, this is, this is a really hard question, and if you get... There's three correct answers, and if you get one, I'll be super impressed, right? So in the the last time Scotland were in a, a tournament, international tournament, it was World Cup '98, right? We opened against Brazil. There was three players that played for or went on to play for Hearts who played in that game. Can you name any of them? Colin Cameron. Nope. Darren Jackson. One. Darren Jackson. This um, Gordon Jury. Two, Gordon Jury. One more. He came on, not David Weir. 
He came on as a sub in the last five minutes. Is it? No. Neil McCann? Nope. No. Good guess, though. Is it? Is it Anthony <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'll give you a clue. This guy played for Hearts. He was the only one who had played for Hearts at this point and went on to Celtic after. Celtic. Right, do we, do we give up? Oh, can I think? No. Stefan Mahe. <laughs> <laughs> So Tosh McKinley. Ah, Tosh McKinley. <laughs> Very underrated player. He always goes under the radar. Ah, uh, you never hear about him. But aye, there you go. Good jury, Darren Jackson and Tosh McKinley. Nice. Very good. I also checked the Brazil squad. Uh, none of them played for Hearts at any point in their careers. <laughs> <laughs> Much. You tell me that Sabi Cabazola wasn't that close. <laughs> <laughs> Just for, there'll be podcasts in 20 years going in 2021. There was right. an arts player in the squad when we're in the Highland League. So De- oh. Is De- Declan Gallagher definitely not coming to hearts in Javi now? <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on now. So, um, just, just to go back on that one, Neil McCann missed out. His debut was the September of 98. No, okay. I bet he thought, oh, I don't worry, I'll be in the Euros in a couple of years. <laughs> I'll make that squad. He's he's the first of the generation of players that completely missed tournaments. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, Fucking hell. Unlucky. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Simon. Um, we'll now go on to, to buy or sell and kind of start looking ahead at the same time. Eh? Uh, so, Cameron, over to you. Buy or sell Scotland. <laughs> Well, that's a bit different because it might be a bit more positive. Aye. <laughs> 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 like Paddy's a new man with us. Aye. He's buying everything. So, here we go. First one up. I think we all hope this is the case, but um, first game against the Czech Republic, all these questions relate to the first game. Um, Scotland to start two up top. Bye. Bye. <clears throat> Bye. Everybody's yeah. buying that. Happy days. I will also buy. All right. So, since 2011, heart, hearts. Oh, <laughs> not a thing. Scotland are undefeated since 2011 in four meetings versus the Czech Republic with an average goal rate of 1.5. So, basically, they scored one or two goals in all those games. Um, Scotland to score over 1.5 goals in this game. Bye. <laughs> well, I'll buy it. Aye, I'll buy that. Easy. I'm going to buy it. Aye. Lyndon Dykes hat trick. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like with Grant Hanley, you're going to need to buy it if you think you're buying it. We're not keeping a clean sheet. <laughs> and that takes me nicely on to my next question. <laughs> bye. Which, so Scotland, in the last three meetings against the Czech Republic, um, two of which were in the last two years, um, a friendly and the Nations League game, um, We've kept a clean sheet in two out of the three games. So, clean sheet in this one. Bye. <laughs> sell. Yeah, I'm going to sell that. Unfortunately, I do not think... I'm going to buy it. Clean sheet. Yes, Hammy. 
this is nice. I've only had to write in the cells because I just know everything else is a buy at the moment. So <laughs> the only the only people that have sold anything so far have been Simon and Jarvis selling the clean sheet. Everything else is a buy. I'm also going to buy that. Yeah. All right. And this is where it gets slightly more involved with the rest of the group. So remember, Croatia play England on Sunday, the day before we play the Czech Republic, which is the other two teams in our group. Um, Scotland to top the group after the first round of fixtures. Bye. I'll buy that. Why not? Bye. Fuck it. I'm going to buy it as well. Oh, we're still buying everything, lads. Cash money is flying everywhere. <laughs> All right, and here's the fun one at the end. Now you're gonna, we're gonna well up seeing the shot, the long panning shot of the players when the anthem's on. Stood, you know, bracing themselves for all the emotions going on. All of the players to sing the national anthem with at least one to have tears rolling down his cheeks while on TV. Cameron, <laughs> Cameron you're going to the game, right? <laughs> Are you going to agree? I will. I, was, I thought you were going to ask how I'd see if they were crying because that wouldn't be No, quite no, no. Impressive. I'm asking, are you going to agree? I have no idea what it'll feel like, but I feel like it'll be quite emotional. You're going to get a wee cry on. I'll get a wee cry on. I'll probably, I'll probably be that drunk right. or start greeting as well. I'll be Aye, a blubbering mess. I'm about to Where's cry that? now. <laughs> I'm well joking. I think I'll cry if, if one of you cry then I'll cry what we need is basically ITV or BBC or whoever showing this game to set you all off by panning to me in the stand bawling my eyes out <laughs> and then I'd be crying with laughter <laughs> still counts <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, all of the players to sing the national anthem with at least one to have tears rolling down his cheek. Sell. I'd, I'd wish they'd all sing it, but they're definitely not going to do it. Sell. Right. I think they've been doing classes, practicing. I'm going <laughs> to buy it. Fuck it, buy it. Fuck Aye. it. <laughs> Come on, Scotland. Jesus Christ. The <laughs> <laughs> Adam's getting a secret license. Jarvis, did you buy or sell it? Um. I'm going to sell it because I know there's one player that never sings the national anthem. So I'm going to sell it as well. Um, and there we go. That's only five cells across 20, you know, yeah, 25 then. Yeah. So there we go. So optimistic. Come on, Scotland. Right up for this. This is way different for hearts. So there you go. I will update you next week um, before the England game. I presume we're recording again. This is, uh, this is how we started this podcast about hearts, eh? <laughs> this is this is the level we started at, and look where we fucking work on the end. <laughs> the same place, can sat he, at the table. Stand arts. <laughs> um, we're going to be far too drunk to record next Monday. Oh, it won't be next Monday. Like it, that's definitely not happening. <laughs> Couple of, some point before the England game. <laughs> yeah, aye. We'll come together again. England's on Friday, so we've got a whole week. Time. So as long as we get it out by Friday. A couple of days to recover. Eat some bread, get ready for Friday, we go again. <laughs> um, Cameron, that Serbia-England game on the Sunday, what, what's our best result from that? Could Croatia. It be a draw? It's definitely uh, Croatia. England get beat, I just England get beat. England to get beat, okay. So you're hoping that we win the group? No, I just want England to get beat. Jarvie, there is no hope about it. Scotland will win this group. I don't want to win the group because then we play 
like the that group of death, whoever comes second oh, in that. Fucking and bring them on. They're all shy. <laughs> that's why I'm asking. Can someone talk me through this complicated process? So it's easier for Scotland to finish second than it is to finish first, please. Because the group, if we top the group, um, we'll play, I think it's Germany, Portugal, and two else? France. 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 So we'll play the team that comes second, so it'll be one of those teams. Whereas if we play, if we come second, we play the winner of the group that's like Poland and Sweden. That's mad. Aye. What happens if we go through the third place qualifying? We get... Yeah, one old. of the other teams from that group of death. So oh, it's, re- it's got to be second then. <laughs> <laughs> second or bust. Um, nice. There's not much point in us going on to speak about England and the Croatia games in too much detail. We'll do that another time. But what we should... Oh, Dan, was it you that shared that video of the boy down south who was saying that England will be scoring six or seven against us? Oh, no, I wouldn't share that. I'd be too angry. <laughs> uh, I've seen something. Dirty bastards. Arrogant yeah. bastards. Steve Clark, I'll play that video on his iPhone <laughs> and then nail it to the wall <laughs> and go, just remember this. Um, tournament bets. <clears throat> Simon, we yeah. have behind the scenes... Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> So, what would, what would you say, boys, first of all? Who would you say the top goal scorer is going to be for Scotland? Jay Adams. Mm-hmm. Aye. John McGinn. Probably John McGinn, aye, but we went for a striker. Yeah, we did go for Jay Adams. And we're doing an over-under of what, Simon? What's the ratio? 1.5. 1.5. And I am, of course, the over. <laughs> Simon is the under. <laughs> And we are playing £50 a goal. What? <laughs> you are absolute psychopaths. Listen, if best case scenario, we come away with like 50 quid. Worst case, I will probably have to owe like 200 quid. If we Actually, Adams is going to get about six or seven. <laughs> it's a tournament record. Exactly, Paddy. I may have had a couple of beers when me and Simon discussed these terms. <laughs> I had us going to about the semi-finals potentially, five or six goals for G. Adams. I'm feeling optimistic. It'll be five or six in the group. <laughs> I mean, I hope he gets more than. I hope he gets two or more. Mm-hmm. But it's just. I was just trying to make this bet logically. I would be surprised if he got more than one. He's going to come out and get a hat trick on Monday. <laughs> and then I'm already on a Quentin. Steve Clark will play the podcast with his iPhone. <clears throat> and then nail it to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That's our one. Um, Paddy and Hammy, last, last season you've done a clean sheet bit. you got one up your sleeve for, for Gordon or Marshall, whoever it may be. Yeah, I mean, I think... Before last night's game, I was I was sort of convinced Gordon was going to play. Um, now not so much. So I'll just do it in a clean sheet. Whoever keeper plays, and I'm setting the line also at one point five. So Paddy, do you think there'll be two or more clean sheets? Right. This is for a fiver, and I'm not playing any fifty quid games. <laughs> what a shite bag. 
I am. <laughs> Think about uh, all the money you'll win. You're just assuming you're going to lose. Off. <laughs> um, over and under 1.5 clean sheets. Grant Hanley's playing at the back. <laughs> I'm, I'm positive. I'll, I'll, beforehand. I'll go over, over one point five. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I'll go under one point five for a fiver. For a fiver. Fucking under. no playing big time with these two Vegas veterans. <laughs> Vegas veterans, well. Are you playing for a five pound a clean sheet or just a fiver? Fiver, fucking hell. <laughs> the boy's furloughed, man. Come on. <laughs> that's true. No, I was just going to say that for every game that Scotland win, I will buy you all some sort of treat from Tunnocks. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thanks, Dad. Yes. <laughs> oh. Going to be tea cake daft after this. <laughs> right, spirits are high, the sun's setting. Let's get this show on the road. Right. Bring the trophy home knee deep in tea cakes. <laughs> right. Just finally, before we wrap up, then, shall we decide our Broken Scotland, Scotland podcast best 11 going into the tournament? And will we, will we pick a position and we'll just go around? Right, is this is this what we think it will be or what we want it to be? Up to you. What do you think? What we want it to be, I would say. Yeah. Okay. This is this would be our eleven that we would pick. Right, and we've all agreed on a formation. Yep. That's Five, good. three, two. Yep. Yep. So anyone not wanting Greg Gordon in goal? Greg <laughs> <laughs> Gordon is in goals. Then, then we'll start. Cool. The left back, left centre back, pick them selling all. No one's going to disagree on them, are they? Agreed. Robo Tierney, uh, Cameron, Grant, Grant Hanley, fan club. <laughs> <laughs> the centre centre back, as yeah. was once described. You know what? For the the continuity that he offers, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. Yes, it's, it's going to be Grant Hanley. Yes. Declan oh. Gallagher, no more. <laughs> Simon, right centre back. What are you talking, Jack Henry or Liam Cooper or Scott McKenna? I would go Jack Jack Henry if anyone disagrees. I'd, no, I'd go with that. Jackie boy. Lovely. Um, Paddy, the right back. Stephen O'Donnell, Nathan. Yeah, that's going to be O'Donnell. Wait, yeah. I'd, yeah, it's O'Donnell. Fair enough, fair enough. You're like Steve Clark, you're loyal to the core. <laughs> um, the, who, Cameron, um, one of the, no, the no. two centre backs behind the 10. Um, sorry, where are we? Centre Central mid- midfield. Central midfield, sorry. Um, I guess first one in there for me um, in holding role would be McDominay. Understandable. Simon? Billy Gilmore. Gilmore in. Nice. So that's what over McGregor, probably. Yep. Ten. John McGinn, surely. We've got McGinn. Aye. Super John McGinn. Mm-hmm. He's not an Englishman. 
He's better than Zidane. <laughs> <laughs> Two up top. Simon. I'll get it to Hammy. Hammy's now said yet. Oh, Hammy, sorry. Uh, Jay Adams. Big white in, lads. That's who we need up there. Oh, he's got it in. <laughs> no, it'll be Adams and Dykes up front. Aye. Aye. That was so easy. I thought we might have some disagreements, but. The only, I'd only disagree with Grant Hanley. Aye. Stephen O'Donnell. Well, let's fight, you fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, what hammer you'd say Declan Gallagher over Hanley? Yeah. I'd play, I'd play Cooper. Yeah, or that. Cooper. I think you need a big man. Even I think Grant Hanley is was in the championship team of the season. And I don't think either the other two were. I think I know Declan Gallagher didn't play. The other thing that he gives you is that he is clearly a goal threat. <laughs> <laughs> and younger that? than us. Cooper's leads captain though. <laughs> <That's laughs> Grant Hanley's younger than us. Oh That's so sad. What was that game where Hanley was winning everything. Is it the Israel game? Like he almost scored six goals. I think so. Don't have a clue. If Dykes is having a wee dry spell, get Hanley up. <laughs> Still don't trust that square head of his, though. <laughs> well, that's it. Any uh, any last words before we go into the tournament, boys? Any crying Ryan Christie-esque type quotes? Oh, I can't even believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I man, I'm definitely green. I cried at that video. I am definitely green. Right. Well, I cried. That was when I cried afterwards. Somebody put like Caledonia over the background. I was like, come <laughs> on. Oh, what I do want to say is um, we should petition to get um, Runrig Lock Loman as our national anthem. I'd, I'd sign your petition, Simon. <laughs> Imagine that. It'd be so much better. A good laugh. <clears throat> well, cheers, boys. On to the tournament. It's not. It's going to be a very nerve-wracking week, and it's going to be a very drunk Monday. But let's try and remember the game. Let's not overdo it. I'm. I'm just glad Cameron's actually going to the game, because you normally egg me on. <laughs> I want to remember that. Um, I love it. Still not able to take responsibility for your own action. <laughs> <laughs> These be... are bad influences on each other, though. Let's be honest. Always <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. Cheers, boys, and thanks to Padman Productions for his copious amounts of editing time as ever. You can get in touch with us on social media, um, on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast, and email us heartspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, even if you're a wee Hibs fan that's found your way uh, listening to us today, you can still leave us a nice wee review if you want, if you listen on Apple, fire away. Uh, so until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts and the Scotland. Um, we'll see you again soon. It's James McFadden from 30 yards. <laughs> <laughs>